0: On this episode of King of the Court, all the players on both sides, PPA and MLP, and they've asked them to take pay cuts. I think it is important to see what is and isn't legal. It will be interesting to see what happens there.
1: There have been two premier players that have not accepted the pay cuts. Everybody else has. Thank you for joining us on this episode of King of the Court. Um, I am broadcasting from... Oahu from Hawaii. And I'm super thrilled to be here. It's beautiful weather. You can't really see that from right here. Beautiful weather out here. And Jimmy is in a little bit colder area in
0: Utah. Has it been snowing there? It's beautiful. Crisp 22 degrees right now. Snow, ice. Yeah. So I'm a little bit jealous that you're in Oahu. Okay.
1: All right. Let's get into it. So Hopefully, we save us a lot, but hopefully this one will be a little bit shorter. We're going to get a little bit more time to answer your guys' questions. Um, but first and foremost, we would still like to start off with our title sponsor, The Pickler. Jimmy, who is The Pickler?
0: Pickler is our favorite and the best indoor pickleball facility in all the land. Um, Do you know how many franchises they've sold? No, what are we up to these days?
1: There are over 150 that they've allocated to people. That's, That's crazy. crazy. Do you know what that means? 150
0: franchises. That means everywhere you go, you can find a pickler.
1: A lot of pickleball.
0: Is there more pickle pickler franchises than McDonald's? Like, no. Like not McDonald's, but like In N Out. Come on, man. In and Out's just West Coast. No, they
1: spread. They used to just be West Coast. They're yeah. a lot. They're a lot more broad now. More
0: pickler franchises than Wing Stops. No, yeah, okay. we'll move on. There, Jimmy's. There's on. a lot of picklers. They're everywhere. They're they're clean. They're designed well. The I mean, the biggest thing about them is the plenty of court spacing. Every court is a championship court. They have fencing. They I mean there's nothing better if you're gonna play indoor pickleball. We've seen plenty of indoor facilities that just aren't quite as well done. They're kind of thrown together. The Pickler, they pull out all the stops. So check them out. The Pickler.com awesome. and Love their it. e-commerce platform, picklershop.com.
1: Exactly. If you are in search of a new panel, it doesn't matter what brand. <laughs> Go check out thepicklershop.com and use code KOTC to save yourself a little bit at checkout and support the show. All right, let's get into it. So, okay. Jimmy, where do we find ourselves in the pickleball landscape?
0: So pickleball landscape is a little bit interesting because we just found out uh, we weren't sure what's gonna, what was going to happen with MLP, right? MLP, you know, they did an abbreviated version of the last MLP event, Um the playoffs, four premier teams, three challenger teams. So seven out of the 24 teams showed up and then we weren't sure what was going to happen going to 2024. So we find out that they've approached all the players on both sides, PPA and MLP, and they've asked them to take pay cuts um, from the contracts. They just negotiated in August. So The thinking behind that is that they can cut some salary. It makes the league a little more viable. It gets them the profitability sooner.
1: And supposedly this is supposed to correlate with the amount of days that you were working. And so yes. they like to frame it as it's not a reduction in the salary. It's a reduction in the amount of days and your expectations that you were supposed to meet.
0: Yes, because right now MLP, for example, you sign, the deals that were signed with MLP are for 200 MLP days. Most so people. Travel, I
1: think there were a couple people that negotiated theirs a little bit differently, but the standard yes. was two hundred days.
0: Yeah, and so travel is included in those days, um, and then obviously while you're at any any MLP events, which means that most teams, I mean, you're probably looking at fifty to sixty actually pl- actual playing days, and then that means most teams have you under team control for a hundred plus days. Yeah. Um, Which, you know, they could send you to corporate clinics, they could send you to events, they could have you do appearances, uh, all of those things. And so what they did was they said, look, it's a lot of days, and you got a lot of salary. So what we're going to do is they send out an email, and we're going to cut you 40%. The email said, and and it is optional, let's just be clear, the email does say it's optional. I would say that it's strong-armed optional, but they said we will cut you 40%, but we're we'll also cut your days down to 120. So if you were making 300,000 a year, now you're going to make 180,000. Do some 000. math,
1: Jimmy. Do some math for us right now. Yeah, if
0: you're making three hundred, Now you're going to make one hundred eighty. right off the top of my head. Boom. But you're also only working 120 days. That gives you more math 245 days a year to go do whatever you want, to go work yeah. a day job, to go do your own clinics to go run your own, you know, so you're being asked to work a third of the year for whatever that is. Now, with that being said, I think that there's, I I think that you promise these contracts to the players and now you're coming back three months later after they trusted you and asking them to cut salaries. I think that it becomes a little bit of a, Gray area. I know that a lot of people are like, "Oh, you, you know, you had to know that they, you know, that they couldn't come through with this. You had to know that, you know, it was fake money." But they didn't know, and whether they did or they didn't, they still trusted the ownership on both sides, MLP and PPA.
1: Yeah, so, I actually, about- I think, well, actually, both of us had a a legend of the game reach out to us directly, mm-hmm. and I don't know if he sent you. I haven't even asked you about this, but he sent me a pretty long email that. Um, he wanted us to discuss, so I think maybe we'll save that for another time, but he goes into all the legalities of everything that's been going on and he makes a lot of good points. Um, and so, yeah, we we can definitely get into that another time, but yeah, he, he just talks about, uh, what's legal, what's actually legal and what's not.
0: So yeah. And I would love to, I would, yeah, I would love to discuss that. Maybe on our next episode we discuss that because I think it is important to see what is and isn't legal. Um, You know what like I said, the the cuts are technically voluntary. However, it does state that if you do not like if you're an MLP player and you do not accept the cut, you're not guaranteed that you can play any PPAs. Yeah. And then essentially you the rest of the days that you're required to work. So you gotta imagine there's you know, if there's gonna be twelve MLPs, yeah, you're probably working anywhere from forty-five to fifty days.
1: And I heard a couple players that said, hey, we're actually in the opposite boat. We actually want to work and play more than what you've offered us. What happens in that situation?
0: Yeah, so I, yep, exactly. And so essentially, if you choose just to play MLPs, you do not. And there are players that have chosen not to take a cut. There's Premier League players that have cho- that have refused a cut.
1: So I have info and they said that there have been two premier players that have not accepted the pay cuts.
0: Everybody else has. Okay. So you have two that haven't accepted. Who do you so think those two are? Oh, I think that we all know at least one of them. Oh, do are we? we gonna say?
1: I don't know. I don't know if you know. Do you know?
0: I would guess, but I don't want to like <laughs> put words in anybody's mouth, but I think I could guess at least one.
1: All right. Who would that one guess be? If you do not If know I that? had... If I had
0: to guess, just based on past history, based off of um, their feelings towards the PPA and maybe their feelings towards Conor Pardo, I would guess that one of those is Zane.
1: Okay. But he wasn't a PPA player. He's an MLP. Yes. Yeah. So I'm talking about PPA players.
0: Oh, who have not accepted a cut? Who have
1: not accepted them.
0: Okay. Well, then I would say on the PPA side of things. Hmm. I don't know. I I I would say maybe if there's somebody that maybe was kicking back because they weren't happy, like a uh, maybe Jay. Interesting, but I don't know. That's just a that's just a totally random guess. Yeah. Gotcha. So,
1: yeah, I think there's um two total is that, what I've been told. Um, I don't know if that information is public, so I am going to keep it that way. Uh, And then on the other side, on the MLP side, I hear there are uh, three people that are really being um, a little bit more, not as easygoing as the other people. And Um, so we'll be interesting to see what happens there. And I think that first person that you said was in one of those
0: three. Yeah, I mean, I think that if his contract is what we've heard it is. And so it's from
1: what we've heard, his initial contract was uh, very low. Um, it was one low. of the
0: what? Yes, very low. Yeah, yeah. So and he's an MLP champion. Yeah. So I would see why he would kick back on a cut like that.
1: Okay, so moving on, I okay. I don't I I actually don't enjoy talking about this, but we're going to talk about your favorite person, um, Jimmy. And it's the person that forced us to start this podcast.
0: Okay. Who is it? Jilly B.
1: Do you know what's going on with her at the moment?
0: I mean, there's yeah, a lot. So, oh, I, so, just, yeah, so just real quick. So I think that Jill is, I mean, she's fighting the good fight. Like I can't knock her. Is it this. a good fight? No. Well, for her it is. Like, if it's obviously something that she feels very strongly about because the reality is that she's putting her career on the line, right? The stuff that Jill has been bringing up recently is pretty, like, damning stuff if, you know, the evidence ends up coming out and being being true, right? Like what stuff? Well, like, if there really are sexual harassment claims that have been, you know... I mean, I guess there's been complaints filed, right? Did yeah, but they really, most of
1: that stuff is not against the PPA.
0: No, it's not. But they did still allow, you know, certain refs to ref when they weren't allowing others because of conduct, right? Personal conduct policy. The other thing is, is did they change? Did they actually change paddle testing? Right. The the standards. Sure. Mid tournament. Did, did Connor, did he or did he not know about Irina not turning in her paddle? You know, I mean, those things, I don't think that we'll ever get answers to those if you really want to know the truth, but she seems to obviously be beating the drum on one side and then obviously PPA has their own version of it. But with this, what she's doing now, what we've been told, and I have not been on any of these phone calls. Let me just be very clear. So I actually don't know 100% what the end game is. So I'm going to make assumptions here, which is never a good idea, but that's what I do. Jimmy, so Jill you're is,
1: making assumptions.
0: So Jill has essentially got players together, and she's tried to create a player collective. I Now she's been clear that this is not a union but she wants the players to have a voice, a combined voice. And I don't know if these players are going to, are trying to have a combined voice to blow up the merger. Are they trying to have a combined voice to where they go and say, Hey, there's 30, 40, 50 of us. We'll take a 10% cut instead of a 40% cut. Or if she just wants the players to be unified in some way moving forward. Right. Because I have said in the past that it's, it is a little bit interesting that it's this player's livelihood, right? This, and in, in Leia made this very clear on Twitter, and I don't disagree with Leia at all. This isn't my livelihood, okay? Right? Like, as much as pickleball has become a part of my life, it's not my livelihood. I don't, I'm not a pro pickleball player. I'm very aware of who I am, but it is your livelihood.
1: Let me put this out there in a little bit of defense for you. I mean, a lot of people recently have claimed. Big pickle, we like to joke about that, but big pickle has gotten to you. Sometimes people complain that you are for PPA and other people claim that you are for MLP. Um, What I'm going to put out there is you are for the players for the most part we i cannot yeah. tell you how many players have contacted you jimmy and you've done what is best for those players you've given yeah. those those players 20 to 50,000 dollars worth of contracts that they would have never seen before not only one person multiple people and so a lot of times you might tell hey this this player, you should go here, and this other player, you might do better over here. And so, I just wanted to put that out there because a lot of people recently have been saying, "Oh, you're for PPA, oh, you're for MLP." And so, I think you're for the players. You're wanting what's best for the players.
0: I, I would li- like, honestly, at the end of the day, like that's what I would like to be known for, and that's what I hope. You know, I want the players. To, yeah, this is like, like I said, this is your livelihood. This is how you feed your family. And I'm obviously a big fan because I'm in awe of your guys' talent, and that's why I'm where I'm at. That's why I'm such a fan of pickleball. That's how this all started. Yeah. So, you know, with all that being said, Jill, I feel like, is starting this collective. She's trying to give the players a voice. She's trying to come up with, you know, a group of players where they can essentially say, you know, their strength in numbers. Right? Now I don't know what they've talked about. I haven't been on the phone calls. I haven't even – attempted to I, I, I think that you know I um, respect what she's doing but I actually don't know what the end game is if you really want to know the truth
1: so I heard that there are about 12 <laughs> challenger players that were on the phone call and then also uh-huh. 12 non-drafted players that were also on the phone call so you're looking anywhere from 25 to 30 ish players So Um,
0: so are there any big name, high level premier players that are backing her on this? I I don't know. I'm asking. Yeah.
1: So I think the obvious ones are Jill. She's kind of the leader. She's taken it upon herself to lead this collective is what I think they're calling it. How do you like that name collective?
0: I mean, it makes sense, right? I mean, it's all encompassing. Uh, yeah. and, and
1: I think uh, Zane and maybe um, Irina yeah. might be uh, helping out in some, some aspect.
0: Yeah, So she does have some name players on there, but I I do think that there is more clout. She would have more clout and she'd probably have more if she could get, obviously, a Ben, a J-Dub, a Dylan, a Riley, you know, a Jade, yeah. a Jackie, uh, Anna Bright, you know, James, pe- people like that. Because I think that they're the ones—not that Irina and Zayn aren't great players, and not that they're not very respected—but I think that you need people that, if they're willing to boycott, or they're willing to sit out, or they're willing to do whatever it takes to reach whatever this goal is that they're set out to do, that it would actually, you know, it would hurt the tour. Yeah, and so. Hope, you know, we'll see. Like, I think that, that's maybe and maybe that's what they're trying to do. Yeah. Is to get those players because we do know that there have been 40 or 48 that have agreed, but nobody has actually signed anything. Yeah. Yeah. There's not been anything signed. It's all been verbally agreed to. but yeah, Nobody has true. signed a new contract at this point. Yeah. So. <clears throat> it's interesting. The pickleball landscape is. I mean, it's almost becoming a real sport. I kind of love it. <laughs> it's you know almost I mean? becoming. Almost. I mean, I mean it's oh, like, hey, you know. There's. Did
1: you see that baseball player? Um, the one that just signed like a $700 million yeah, contract.
0: Yeah, Shohei Otani. How good is he? I mean, the, let me tell you why Otani is so good is because. $700 pitch, million. Yeah, but he pitches. Almost as big as mine. He's almost he. The problem is, is he's one of the best pitchers in baseball, and he's also one of the best hitters in baseball, and that's what uh-huh. makes him so valuable. Nobody's ever done what he does. Like essentially, Babe Ruth was the guy that could pitch and hit, and Otani's the only guy since. Interesting.
1: So, that's
0: that's a little bit there. Just, I mean, he could buy MLP and PPA. Do you think he, he could likes buy a couple, He
1: could buy a couple teams. The the numbers yeah. keep going up, so.
0: Yeah, I mean, we would sell them a part of the Black Bears. Yeah, I was interested. Otani, how okay. do people um, to- So, how, how do
1: you think? How do you think that's going to turn out for those guys?
0: I mean, I think that I think that if you're making a hundred thousand, eighty thousand, seventy thousand a year, right? If it if it is true that there's twelve challenger and twelve people that were undrafted, their contracts are probably hundred and fifty or less. Okay, that would be my guess. Knowing what I know about contracts. And I think if somebody came to me and said, you need to take a 40% cut, that's a huge chunk. And it's probably the difference between these players um, playing pickleball full time and, and not right.
1: The only thing that I would counter to that is they would be making significantly less. That's a huge amount. However, the amount of requirement, the days off, everything like that, sure. that would increase. So if they were smart or if they could pick up another job, um, sure. there's that.
0: But the point is, is even though you have those days off, you still want to train full time. Right? Yes,
1: exactly. Exactly. And, yep.
0: and so I think that the difference between that is that it's the difference between playing full time and not. And if I'm making a 100. Right. I can probably play full time. You know, if I'm 26, 27, 28, 100,000 a year, I can make it work. I can play full time. I could take that next step. Yeah. If I'm making 60, yeah. that's a lot, makes it a lot more difficult. And so I think at that point, you don't have a lot to lose. Yeah. Because if you're going to pay me 40, 50, 60, or, or I'm going to get screwed and have to work 200 days and you're going to pay me zero. Then fine, pay me a hundred to teach clinics, and I'll go play APPs if I can, because I know a lot of yeah. these players have APP outs as well. So I do think that you know if you're that level of a player, it might be worth it, worth the gamble. Now, if I'm making seven hundred fifty thousand, I don't know if I'm, you know, risking. I'll take my, you know, they can cut, they can
1: cut those players fifty percent, sixty percent. They're still, yeah,
0: yeah. I'll take my cut. I'll make my half a million dollars a year or whatever it ends up being. I won't be happy because it's a hell of a lot of money. Yeah, but I don't think that I'm going to risk my career for it. Yeah, just my own personal opinion. So makes a lot of sense. Yeah, but I get it. I get what she's doing. I I totally understand. You know, um, I am curious how it works out. I'm curious what happens with it. And, I mean, again, she has been a big voice the last couple of weeks. She's not held anything back. So, we'll we'll, we'll see what happens. I, okay. I can't imagine that anybody's on the tour side is happy about it.
1: Yeah, and I mean. We keep, <coughs> we keep thinking that things are going to get wrapped up. There's, there's going to be new solutions new Then new there are. And then something yeah. else comes up. But I would imagine with this movement, if you want to call it that, with this collective, I would imagine within the next two weeks maximum, maybe even one yeah. week, there will be a resolution. There will be an ending towards it because we're already December 10th, December 11th. Like well, the first TPA making- event is
0: what, four weeks away? three four weeks
1: away exactly
0: yeah exactly yeah so you you gotta fix and then I think the first MLP events in February so yeah you gotta wrap this up pretty quick you got to figure yep. it out I was told that they've their number was 10 million dollars in cuts and they were at nine point4 yeah so it sounds like they're pretty close but we'll we'll see again these are verbal yeah and so we'll see what happens.
1: Gotcha. Okay. Anything else with with regards to everything that's been going on with the MLP cuts, PPA cuts?
0: No, I mean I think, like I said, we'll 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 see how it goes. I I think that probably some people realize that you know might have been too good to be true, but I don't think it makes it any easier. Yeah. And then I think some other players, you know, they were on the lower end, right? Because we know some high level players that were on the lower end of some of these deals. Their contracts. Yeah, weren't necessarily as inflated. Yeah, I I can see why they're upset. So yeah,
1: this this one guy that was emailing me, this older pickleball ball player, he he wanted to correct us because you and I keep saying the term inflated numbers, and he uh-huh. said the numbers aren't inflated. And that's what market value is. That's what market value was at the
0: time. And so that's I thought fair. that was
1: kind of interesting.
0: Yeah, I mean that's fair. I mean listen, the it, like people say you know, the, the team values on MLP are inflated, right? They're like, you know, what are you buying or what are these teams actually worth? But I mean, the teams are worth what someone's willing to pay. Yeah. And we've had people invest at 10, $11 million valuations, like yeah. literally cut checks at 10 a 10 to $11 million valuations on some of these teams. So, yeah. So, I mean, yeah, it's what you're willing to, what people are willing to pay. Okay. For sure.
1: All right, moving on. Uh, but first and foremost, this next segment is sponsored by our uh, new sponsor, C&D Pickleball Nets. These are the best nets out there uh, available. Yes. Jimmy, give us a 20-second rundown on C&D yeah, so, Pickleball Nets.
0: So I actually went and played pickleball today at, at someone's house, their nice indoor facility. And one thing that really bothered me was that you could not roll the ball under the net. <laughs> okay. I know that that sounds something that like you don't think it's that big of a deal, but it really is. And C and D nets, you can roll the ball under the net. Okay. No, they're all welded. Okay. We don't have any bolts and screws and things like that. 10 year warranties, Yeah, high quality, high, high quality nets. I can't emphasize this enough that how high quality these are. Um, the nets that you do purchase that are on wheels, you could actually, I mean, I was moving them with two fingers. Yeah. Well, you know, if, if grandma wants to play with her friends, she can easily roll the net out onto the court, play with it, roll it back. They also have the other semi-permanent nets that will, you know, are freestanding. So those are available as well. I I mean, they're the best nets on the market. And there's, super good really, people. The
1: re- yeah. Really good customer service. Really nice. Uh, they care about the yeah. game.
0: Yeah. Yes. Huge, huge fans, passion for the game. They actually got into the game, started playing, and then they were like, you know, we want to invest in pickleball somehow. Yeah. And they found these nets and yeah, they've just been blowing it up ever since. So, I mean, I can't emphasize enough, like we, we are very particular about what we are willing to promote on the show. You know, like it sounds pretentious, but we do get lots of offers. And we're particular about what we choose. And this, these were the best nuts on the market.
1: Go check them out, what is their website?
0: Bestpickleballnuts.com.
1: And use code KOTC to save yourself some yeah. money. All right, yes. um, moving on. So we are going into, real quick, guess who uh, we have partnering up next year uh, with Jack Sock? Catherine,
0: big CP. Catherine you right? what,
1: are, what are your predictions with them?
0: I think that Jack Sock is just – I mean, the dude lands on his feet. You get Annalie first, your first tournament, you get Tyson, which they didn't do as well, but they still, still not bad partners. I mean, we always talk about how partners are really hard to come by. You know this. Yes. Right? Yes. And we always talk about how difficult it is. And Jack Sock, I mean, coming over from tennis, being a top-10 player, was able to snag a good one. Yeah. Now – I don't know who he's partnering with in men's, but I heard that it's not a top 10 player.
1: Yeah, I don't know if it's confirmed, but I heard the same, yeah.
0: Yeah, so, but he is getting Catherine. I mean, I would say that at this point in Pickleball, it's Annalie number one, Catherine number two. Yeah. Um, uh, PPA and,
1: just posted that Catherine does, mm-hmm. she is officially the second most decorated uh, female. Yeah, 30, uh, has right? The, 30, yeah, so, something like that, 33. 30
0: clear wins. Yeah. So, yeah, I think that's huge for Jack. I do think it's going to take some time for them to gel and mesh. And, and, you know, Jack, we don't know. Has Jack been grinding? How hard he's been working? Who's he been playing with? I mean, if he's in – he just had a baby, you know, or his wife had a baby. Um, if he's in North Carolina and he's grinding with Roddy and Dobrin, I mean, are they – those guys are good, but they're not the high, high-level players that you – know. Hey, he's they, gonna, they
1: beat him and Tyson in uh, North Carolina. They did.
0: They did, and we haven't heard from them since. <laughs> Although, who who? one of them bought a van and went full time pickleball, didn't he? Was that which yeah. one was that? Was that Roddy or Dobrin? I don't know. I don't know. But Roddy's a Dolphins fan, so I'll give him, I like him for that reason only. Okay. Um, anyways, do, you think, do you think they do thing. well,
1: or do you think it'll take
0: them a while? I think it's going to take them a while. I don't expect, I don't think they're going to medal like at Masters, but I do think, I mean, the thing is, is Catherine's good enough. But I think we're going to see we're not going to see the dominance like we're going to. It's just going to be like it's going to be like Catherine and Tyson, right? They, some some tournaments they lost in the quarters. Other tournaments, you know, they would make it to the the semis. They made a few finals
1: with Catherine's high enough points. They should be getting fairly favorable draws to begin with.
0: Yeah. So that's that will help um but i do think that they're not my my
1: my Um, question is i think they committed for the full year but obviously if things aren't going well how long does it take for them to split up is it three months is it six months is it eight months or do they just write it out i can't imagine catherine writing a full year out if they're not having success
0: i would say that they, they don't have success by june We they're they're split up
1: and what do you count as success quarters semis top 10
0: no, I think that they've got to be meddling. Really? I think they have to consistently be meddling, yeah. Okay. Well, the thing is, is Catherine can choose whoever she wants. Yeah. Right? And so yeah. she chose Jack. I don't think Jack chose her. I think she chose Jack. Do you think that was Jack. a
1: marketing marketing play at all by Selkirk? Or do you yeah, think-
0: for, for, for sure. I think Selkirk probably pushed it a little bit. Um, I think that Catherine also thinks that Jack has a ton of potential. And look, Catherine played with Riley. Catherine played with Tyson. Catherine's played with a lot of other players and she's not beating Ben and Annalie. So can she beat Ben and Annaly with Jack sock? I don't think so, but it's worth a shot.
1: Yeah.
0: You know, grind it out for six months, see how they do. It's worth a shot. Gotcha.
1: Um, so, do you want to know who I'm playing mixed doubles with?
0: I actually am really interesting to know because you said it was a big name.
1: It is a big name. It, it's probably bigger than Jack Sock in terms of uh, exposure popularity.
0: Oh, okay. So
1: who are I'm you supposed master to for Master? So it's only for one tournament, and so we're going to kind of see how it goes. But I am going to be playing with Jeannie Bouchard. Ooh, okay. Wait, is your so wife know? supposedly? Did your wife know you're playing with Jeannie Bouchard? Uh, she was not
0: happy. Just kidding. She knows. I mean, talk about exposure.
1: Yeah, so it'll be interesting because I looked at uh, her story the other day, Jeannie's, and it looks like she's still at a tennis tournament. So I don't know how much pickleball she's been playing or how much experience yeah. she has, uh, but I'm super excited to play with her. It should be fun. Can we get Jeannie on the pod? Uh, have, depends. Maybe, maybe we'll have to get this first tournament and see how it goes.
0: I think we need Jeannie on the pod to talk about her pickleball days.
1: How do you think she'll do as a as a pickleball player?
0: I mean, I think that she's going to be just like every other tennis player. Now, Jeannie is like Jack Sock, where her level of tennis she played at the highest level, right? Like, would she make the Wimbledon? Was it the finals?
1: I think it was U.S. Open, and then maybe I one mean, other tournament. I'm not sure which one, but I'm I know sure US, U.S. Open was
0: where she got was where she got hurt and slipped down the steps or whatever. Yeah, but, yeah. But she was playing at a very, very, very high level.
1: Yeah.
0: I mean, I don't. I mean, I, I'm curious what her highest world, you know, her ranking was, but she, I mean, she's a high level tennis player. So I do think that Jeannie Bouchard was her highest was number five. Wow. That's pretty freaking good. Um, So, yeah, I think that Jeannie Bouchard is, you know, a different level than other players coming over from tennis. So she, she should do well, but we all know the pickleball is a different sport, right? And how much pickleball <laughs> has she been playing, and are people just going to slow her down? She's not going to be able to hit the ball through people, so it should she be. Should,
1: she should do singles. I I'd be she interested does. to see if is she, she playing does women's doubles as well. I would imagine so, but I don't know.
0: I wonder who she's playing women's with. Yeah, so it should is. be fa- yeah. should,
1: should be fun, and uh, she's Canadian, so uh, you, you need to talk yeah. about her even more, and you'll get even more Canadian fans. We
0: love, dude, We love Canadians. And also, Jeannie, come on the pod. We would like to tap into those 1 million Instagram followers. Thanks. <laughs> Thanks all right. Advice. Awesome.
1: Okay. Anything else? We're going to get into questions if there's – if there's, um, uh, Just no one here.
0: thing real quick that we just didn't mention was MLP Premier Challenger, um, they did a bidding process. and' will we'll, we'll, we'll go through this very quick, but essentially we didn't know if they were going to do a Premier Challenger for 2024 or tw- – yeah, or if there's all going to be one – league um and they decided to do it because basically they were like ben johns playing with martin emrich isn't a good look that you know not that Mar- Martin martin emrich is a bad example but are you using him
1: because they beat you
0: yeah he smacked us ben john's playing with you know whoever that player is they felt like the talent gap is just too big at this point yeah and so they wanted to do premier and challenger so one way to do that they decided to do what they call a Dutch auction. So everybody puts in a bid. It's a, a blind, blind bid. Blind bid, and the twelfth highest bid is what the top twelve players teams end up paying for their spot in premiere. Now you could essentially every put in a five million dollar bid and then still pay what the twelfth was. The problem is, what if eleven teams put in a five million dollar bid? You know, and then you're stuck paying the five million dollars, right? Yep. So highest bid I think we were told was $1.2 million and it went all the way down to – actually, the top 11 were all over 500000 and then number 12 was four hundred. So yep. that actually saved – number 12 coming in at four hundred, actually saved every team $100,000. Yeah. And so those top 12 teams are paying $400,000 to be in Premier. The bottom 12 are going to be in Challenger. But this is the thing that people don't understand. They're like, you know, do you not think that it was worth the investment? You're not just paying the 400 You also have to pay. Now they're doing an auction style draft for, for Premier, and you get 500000 hypothetical dollars. And then 500000 you can spend up to 500000 real dollars for players. And for
1: Premier and Challenger, or just Premier? Just for Premier? Premier. Okay.
0: And that's for your first two players. So now you spend $500,000 there, you spend $400,000. On this, you have your other league fees, team fees. You're a million plus to be in Premier next year. Okay, where in 2025, four challenger teams are automatically going to move up to Premier, and they're not going to do relegation. So it's going to be 16 and eight going into 2025. So you can pay the challenger fees, which are like a hundred thousand dollars, and. Ride out Challenger for a year, and then if you're good, you get into Premier and save yourself a million plus. Yeah. And the reality is, is if the league folds, you're out a million plus as well. So I see why a lot of teams weren't willing to put up huge amounts of money to get into Premier. What do you think the
1: lowest amount uh, that a team uh, bid? I know. I know what
0: it was. I saw it. What was it? It was $7,000. $7,777 hundred
1: seven seven dollars
0: Yeah. Yeah. And so our team, I won't mention the amount because I think that these bids were supposed to be private, but our, we did the black bears ended up 13th. So we were one spot away. You guys just pretty don't really care
1: about MLP. Do you?
0: No, I guess not, but we're, we're happy because I mean, no one's going to outdraft us, Tyler. No, we're going to be DBD. in premier in a year anyway. No one's going to outdraft us. I mean, I think it's still exciting. And then the whole goal is by 2027, everybody, the talent gap shrinks and everybody's in premier. It's all one league. So if you think that your team values are going to be worth that much in a year, premier to challenger, then yeah, it's worth the investment. Or maybe for you, you just feel like, you know, you, you, you want to coach or manage or run a premier level team, but Yeah.
1: So I think it's kind of interesting. Um, I mean, there's always been the PPA versus MLP versus APP, whatever it is. Um, But the names have been released for the top 12 teams. But there's been quite a few of the teams that did not make it into the top 12 that didn't bid that high amount that are very for MLP. They believe in MLP, but yet they weren't willing to put the money where their mouth is. Did you think that was interesting?
0: I think it was interesting, but I think that those teams were being probably a little bit more strategic um, in terms of – the interesting thing is I would say that the best GMs, and this might get me in trouble, but the best GMs are in Challenger. Oof. Is that just because
1: you're there? Is that why you're thinking that? No, take
0: me out of it. And if you have to rank the top five GMs, I would say that four of the five are probably in Challenger. All right. I mean – and so – that's going to make Challenger really competitive, to be honest. And the rumors are that Challenger is going to have six players, which is going to make things even crazier because now you're going to draft six. You can maybe, I don't know, do you draft a single specialist? Do you draft, you know, how, how do you do things? So it's going to be fun. I'm excited for it. Um, hopefully all this other stuff gets worked out and we can just freaking focus on the pickleball. But and I mean MLP just raised 4.8 million dollars, so that's an easy way to raise money. Yeah. All right, okay. Moving on. Um,
1: great segment, and thank you to our uh, sponsor, CND Pickleball Nets. Uh, we are going yeah. to move into questions. So we've got quite a few questions that came in. So um, we're going to answer those. And thank you, Crown Pickleballs, for sponsoring this segment of the episode. We love Crown Pickleballs. Uh, now that the weather is getting colder, make sure you go check out those balls so that they do not crack. They're going to last a lot longer than competitors. Um, Jimmy, what are your thoughts with uh, crown pickleballs?
0: Yeah, so I am a big crown fan. I used them today. Played pickleball today. Used the crown all day long. We played for two and a half hours. It's not – we played indoors, but there's no heat. So, I mean, it was probably in the 50s, I would guess, Indoors. 50s, mid-50s, had no issues, um, didn't get that fuzzy ball syndrome that you get with with other balls, no cracks, they didn't fall out of, you know, they stayed in round. Um, yeah, they're not indestructible, but they're the best thing that I've found on the market to this point.
1: What's the website?
0: Crownpickleball.store.
1: There we go. Use code KOTC uh, yes. to save yourself some money at checkout. And to get yourself some really, really good pickleballs. All right. Yeah. So we had quite a few questions come in. Um, Jimmy, you did as well. So let's just go through those and we will get those knocked out. All right. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. You'll Somebody said, that. has your relationship with other players on the tour changed since your podcast success? Interesting. Um Actually, I don't think it has as much as a lot of people think it would. Uh, Jimmy, he seems to be the one always running his mouth. So sometimes he gets in trouble. Sometimes he gets me in trouble. But for the most part, I would say, at least to my knowledge, um, it hasn't really affected um, my relationship with most people. There's been one or two people that I think it has um, irritated, bothered, and they've been very vocal about it. Um, And we've talked about them in the past. Uh, but for pretty much ninety percent, eighty to ninety percent of the other players, I think it's been a pretty good uh, uh, positive. Anything else you want to add in there,
0: Jimmy? No, I mean i I mean I've obviously been to tournaments that you've been at. I think everybody's been chill. And I also, I, I do I, one thing that we do get, and I don't know if you get this as much as I do, but I do we I do get people that are like they'll say something and then they'll be like. That doesn't go on the pod or, you know, don't put this on the pod, but yeah. So that always makes me laugh. Oh, I'm I'm going
1: to put this out there right now. And guess who I'm playing with a couple of tournaments as of now, uh, next year.
0: Who? Who
1: do you think? Who is one of your favorite players?
0: One of my favorite? Yeah. I I have lots of them. Julian Arnold?
1: Mr. Italiano.
0: Hey, you are really?
1: We're, we're, we're going to play in a couple tournaments.
0: Really? Julian so, Arnold. So I got a message. Let me talk about this real quick because <laughs> I haven't, repli- I haven't replied to it yet, but I got a message from Lauren Stratman. Okay. Oh. <laughs> and I just want to be really clear. So I'm going to tell Lauren this on the air. She said, Jimmy, someone messaged me. They said that you are saying Julian is an Italian. I've never said that just to be clear. I think I you mentioned like you one. Have. No, I don't know if he is or he isn't. I didn't even know Andy was Italian. Until you told me. Okay. Like the most Italian thing that, that I know about is freaking Olive Garden unlimited, unlimited salad and breadsticks at Olive garden. Yeah. Okay. So she said, but just so you know, his, he is full Italian. His mom immigrated from Naples, Italy. And he spent all of his summers growing up with his family in Italy. She said, I just wanted to let you know. So Julian is Italian. He has full rights to yell on Diamo as much as he wants. Um, <laughs> I didn't know that. Honestly, I don't think I've ever said he wasn't, but Arnold is definitely not Italian, but his mom is full Italian. So shout out to Julian. If he ever wants me to invite me to dinner at his mom's house, I'm in. Okay. I would love some ravioli. That's Italian, right? All
1: right. Somebody asked, um, I don't know what they're referring to. They said, I asked about TP being a cheater last week. I didn't hear audio from Match. Please share. Tim Parks? I'm not. Oh, yeah, yeah. Must be. Um, I'm assuming. Unless there's somebody else.
0: I don't know who else is TP. Gotcha. All right, well, Um, we'll we'll skip that. Okay, I've got one. Jimmy, are they drafting again? This is from Robert Keith are they drafting again or opening up free agency? So they're going to do the rumors right now is that they're going to do the, an auction for premier where you can auction off the first two players and then they'll draft the remaining two players. And then, but they'll auction off draft spots. So like you can spend whatever amount of money to buy the number one spot, but your yeah. cap is a million dollars. <throat> and then in challenger, they're going to do a full draft. So, yeah. Yeah. Jimmy,
1: has any top twenty player confronted you at an event besides yep. Rhettmeyer?
0: Um no, I mean no. I've had like some funny like I mean Tyson said his piece to me once walking by me, but it wasn't anything crazy. Julian Julian stared at me one time, which was kind of funny, but no, everyone's like <laughs> listen. I mean at some point maybe it's coming. But right now, so far, so good.
1: Jimmy, why was Jeannie Aerokina hating on you at MLP?
0: Okay, so I don't know what happened, but she started doing this. She's like, cry, cry. And she was like wigging out. To you and or, or I, your team? So so afterwards, I thought it was to Tina, which I thought was weird because Tina will wreck her. Right? Like Tina would, would kill that poor woman. Um, I thought it was Tatina, Tina, but then someone posted the video and she said, just to be clear, Jeannie responded and said, just to be clear, that wasn't Tatina Tina that was to their bench. Well, I was the only one on the bench at the time that she was facing and maybe Alex was over there, but I don't think it was Alex. And so I don't know, honestly, we weren't being loud. Like we were cheering, but we weren't being obnoxious. We weren't like heckling. We weren't talking smack. And so I don't know why she felt that way. I don't know if I honestly have no idea. But she was definitely fired up towards us and she was yeah, she was happy about the win, but it was a terrible celebration. Like if you're going to talk trash and like celebrate, like do something cool like this, whoo, that was it was dumb. Sounds like it like cool. got
1: under sounds like it got under your skin.
0: No, it was just a bad celebration. Like do like Are you okay? Freaking, Talk smack. Flip us off. Are you okay? Yeah. I mean, my feelings are hurt because I had to watch it. It's horrible.
1: How did team owners or GMs get their jobs?
0: So most owners and GMs have a background in pickleball, right? Morgan Evans. I would say you know, most,
1: but in the very beginning, I wouldn't say that was the case. Yeah. I think it's trending that way now, but, but I the think there's there a lot of teams.
0: Yeah, and the owners, a lot of the owners are just guys that were pickleball fans. Yeah. Right? And they maybe they had a connection to Steve Kuhn, You know, they heard about it. I mean, you know Tim Parks bought his team before he'd ever played pickleball. Yeah. He'd never played pickleball before when he bought the Hard Aids.
1: Yeah.
0: And invested. So, yeah, I mean, I think that and now he's obviously loves the sport and But I do think that most of these guys had some connection, and they all kind of – in fact, Richie was the one that told Tim about investing in MVP. Um, But most GMs, the majority have some connection to Pickleball in some way.
1: Okay, so this is a good question. Um, Why is everyone so high on Dylan Frazier? Doesn't he only medal when he plays with
0: JW? That is a good question. I think if you watch Dylan play, just watching him, you can see how quick his hands are. You can see how smart he is. You can see that he has all the skills and all the ability, right, to be a top player, and he is. And just because the fact that he plays with J-Dub, I mean, that doesn't take away from how good he is. You know, I think that, I mean, Dylan's counters are good. Him and j they've been to the Gold Metamats nine times in a row. Now in Knicks, Yeah,
1: but that's with j
0: With j with But have you seen him play men's without j
1: I think that's – um I mean MLP, but MLP is different.
0: Yeah, MLP is a little bit different, right? And he played with Travis, and him and Travis weren't terrible. But in mixed, I think he does struggle a little bit. Now he's played with Lauren. He's played with Callie. He's not – he's playing with – good top 10 partners but more in like the 8 to 10 he's not playing with top But But that, that's
1: the thing that I always harp on is partnerships matter so much
0: if I played
1: yeah. I mean I did play with Ben Johns and we had a very 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 successful record if I yeah. played with JW or these other players I think I would have a very successful but, record and like, so if nope. you split these people up are they still going to be able to continue that success? I think with Ben yeah. Johns in a couple of these other high, high, high level players, I think they can carry almost anybody. But once you start getting maybe five to ten or so, they're not going to be able to see the same results. But I think That's, I think Dylan is one of those top five players.
0: Yeah. So if Dylan played with Catherine. Right. Mm-hmm. Is he in the gold medal mm-hmm. match pretty much every week against Ben and Annley? You would you would think, yeah.
1: I mean, but do men's. Do do yeah. somebody for men's.
0: Well, I mean, it just depends on who it is, right? If it's Riley, yeah, sure. If it's, you know, if it's J Dub, obviously. If it's Thomas, I think they're up there. I think anybody in the top ten, he's good enough to play with anyone in the top ten to be there, to be right there. Yeah. And there's some rumors that J Dub might play with Tardio a couple tournaments this year. Yeah. If that happens, then we see who Dylan. We'll see Dylan with some other people. Yeah. And and we'll see how it goes without J Dub. Um. I also know that Dylan is playing with Tyra, Mm -hmm. some tournaments in mixed. And if that's the case, you know, I think that, you know, as long as Tyra continues on the trajectory that she's on, you know, and keeps improving, then we'll see how good Dylan can be in mixed. So. Okay.
1: Awesome. Is the PPA schedule set for 2024?
0: Yes, for now.
1: For now.
0: There, there I, are a couple of TBDs. Is, huh? W- weren't there a couple TBDs still on there? Like one or two?
1: There's always TBDs. Stuff is always getting added. Yeah, changed, changed at I, the last minute.
0: Yeah. Then some, what was canceled? The tournament was canceled this year. I can't remember what it was. Right? Yeah. All right. Um, I, I got a question. How do I get you guys to promote a product? Reach out to us, email us, reach out to us on Instagram. Tell us about your product.
1: Do you know how many people, so we worked with a company last week, uh, Reset Pickleball, which is an incredible product. Um, yeah. Do you know how many people used our code to try out their product?
0: No, tell
1: me. So we had, this is, and this is yeah. only one to two days after our episode launched. We had over 130 people use our code. And so I'm sure That's that number's insane. higher now. But that's awesome. Yeah,
0: yeah, that's like, that is. Thank you guys for supporting us. Yeah, that's amazing. And obviously, you're going to get a great product in return. So yeah. So I
1: thought that was a pretty crazy.
0: Yeah. Did you know I went to? By the way, speaking of, did you know I went to the Stance Stance store? Steve Bates. Oh, nice. Yeah. It's my guy.
1: Steve the guy. Steve the
0: man. i a big love Stance socks.
1: Okay, a couple more. Uh, this one is from Real Clear Stats they said okay. regardless of who won the super finals best premier team of season 1 and best premier best team of season 2
0: okay so season 1 me,
1: and then who would win
0: so season 1 at seattle okay. i think that, that was so that, would was, put...
1: that was me ben edda and megan so yes. ben johns would... edda Wright, megan yeah and me
0: tyler yeah all right and season then, 2 Season two, I am going to go with Orlando over really? Chicago. Yeah, I, I think they they beat DC twice, right? If you count, you know, they beat them once in a final, and then they beat them once uh, in the super final.
1: Yes, they but did. they were also down o two. Um,
0: yeah, but, one of them,
1: but yeah, yeah. they did win.
0: and then they did lose to Ben obviously in Chicago, but they were up 2-0. I just think that. If they play Chicago eight out of ten, if they play Chicago ten times, they beat them eight, maybe seven. I wouldn't
1: even put Chicago in there. I put it would, it would be Orlando and uh DC.
0: Me too. And so I'm gonna say Orlando. So if Seattle Pioneers played the Orlando squeeze, mm-hmm. I would ha- it would be really hard to bet against the Pioneers because they have Ben Johns, obviously. Yeah. And of course, you know, I think that Megan and Edda against Anna and Rachel would be a freaking great I mean, that would just be Battle for days, right? I'm not sure if ball gets slowed down. Um, you and Ben, I take you over Zane and they ask you 10 out of 10 if I had to put my life savings on it. <laughs> and then Ben and Etta against. Yeah, I mean, I think Ben and Etta, obviously, that's, I think that, I think you guys, the thing with you guys is you have two guaranteed wins. You yeah. Have ben and mixed, right? And then you have you and Ben and Men's. Yeah. And if it went to a Dream Breaker, It'll be interesting because you and Ben are obviously good singles players, but their women are better singles players than yours. Does Rachel play singles? Well, no, but she's she's fresh tennis player. That's why, I mean, she's fresh off an of SEC championship in South Carolina. So I feel like being a fresh tennis player as opposed to being seven, eight years removed gives you a little bit of an advantage. Okay. In singles. You know, and then obviously Anna's a good singles player. She's a great singles player when she wants to play it. So I would say, but I would give the Seattle Pioneers the edge. <coughs> all right. Me. Is
1: Turpy, do you think that would ever happen where they do like yeah. only, they have like the teams reunite for like, um, yeah, the they top. should. They should.
0: Wouldn't it be sick if there was, if DC, Orlando, Seattle, and the Mad Drops all got together for a tournament like in the end of January? Yeah. Like, That would be awesome. Who wouldn't watch that? Yeah. And then you do like two wild cards. It could be the fives from season one. Right? That was James, Leia, Annalie and Hayden. Yep. And then you could do like one more wild card, which I would probably say would be, it can't be the slice because Ben can only play on one team, but you oh Miami, put Miami in there. Yeah, I mean, that would be pretty fun, actually. Okay.
1: Um, Tyler and Jim Closs versus Jilly B and Jimmy
0: Miller. Who wins? Okay. Oh, me and Jilly B. Me and Closs, for sure. Oh, are you kidding Dude, me? He would
1: serve you with papers so quick. You wouldn't know what to do with those.
0: Are we talking pickleball or life?
1: We're talking life. We're talking pickleball, everything. We would win every single time.
0: If we're talking about pickleball, Jilly B and I wreck Kloss.
1: Not a chance.
0: You don't touch a ball.
1: (laughs) You don't know who Kloss is. He's a good
0: player. Jilly B. You're a fan of his, huh? We can say whatever.
1: Thank you for being a fan of of his.
0: Did you you see him going off? Even Lucy going at it.
1: Thank you for being a fan of his.
0: Did you see his Christmas gift post? I did. Bro, it's 2023. I don't know if we can talk about like I don't know if it's cool to talk about mental health.
1: Thank you for being a fan of his.
0: Okay, listen. (laughs) We can say whatever we want about Jilly B, but she can she is a good pickleball player. She has her moments.
1: I'm confused right now. You used to talk so much stuff on her, and then all of a sudden you're changing. Well, she's gonna be
0: my teammate. I gotta pump her up.
1: Big pickle has really gotten to you. I I take it, I take everything
0: back. If she's gonna be my teammate, I gotta pump her up. But right. Jill, I'll be honest, I do eye roll. Sorry.
1: <laughs> Somebody said, "What are you working on this off season?" So I read this question and I kind of uh, did a double take. It kind of made me smile because our off season is all of about another three weeks or so. Um, and so for those next few weeks I'll be working on what I have been working on my backhand, I'm really working on being aggressive and my backhand cross court. Um, I've had up till now, just kind of a slice, my famous or infamous slice, but now I'm starting to add in a topspin roll, which has been pretty effective in my practice so far. You feel good about it? Um, I'm probably 80% there on my topspin roll.
0: Yeah. So, okay, Genie gets to see it firsthand.
1: Yeah, I'm excited. Hope I, I really hope we win our first one, and then we play somebody great, Ben and Natalie or Catherine or something like nice that now. on center court. Yeah, I'd, I'd yeah. like to get the first one in though. That would be really cool. Yeah. But this is her first. I mean, this is literally her first tournament ever, ever playing. Yeah,
0: yeah. She, this isn't like somebody that's even played five O's tournaments. Right. So. All. All right. Interesting.
1: Uh, somebody said, what are the chances the merger gets called off?
0: Um, I mean, there's always a chance. These things are fluid. I would say right? 20% now. Yeah, I would say probably 80. Yeah. I mean, I do think that there's a world where you have a large percentage of players that refuse cuts. And, you know, it doesn't seem viable. And Dundon gets mad and says, F it. This is a hobby for me and calls the whole thing off. Right, and I think that there's a world where MLP says, you know, you know what, we're going to run with our crew and see if we can make this work, and calls it off. I don't know; we don't know. It changes day to day, but as of right now, what we do know is that they are actually working, at least like the top, the people that are not the owners per se, but the people that execs of MLP are working fairly seamlessly Mm -hmm. hand in hand with PPA to try and get this done.
1: Okay, somebody said, why does Jesse Irvin always play so far off the kitchen line? Pros versus cons of her positioning.
0: Thoughts? Well, so, it is an interesting thing, but I think that that's a common theme. I was a few weeks ago, I was talking to Jackie Kawamoto, and she wasn't going to be at a tournament that Jade was playing in. And she said, oh, it was Nationals. And she was at MLP and she had to leave or whatever. And she said, hey, if you see Jade, make sure you tell Jade, stay on the line. She's like, she's going to get mad at you and she's going to roll her eyes and be annoyed. But tell her to stay on the line. And I was like, okay. And I think that that's a common thing for pros, right? Like your natural and, and all pickleball players, your natural reaction. I would is to say back you it.
1: see it a lot more on the female side.
0: Yeah. Yeah, the ball's coming fast. It's coming hot. Your natural reaction is to back up and give yourself more time.
1: Yours is but because when you, you're afraid of the ball, but not everybody is.
0: Well, for me, yeah. But I mean, you, you stand, at, you stand, stand at the baseline. Yeah, I, I keep backing up until I'm all the way off the court in the stands. <laughs> then if I go, but I think that, that that's why I think that Jesse, it's just maybe a a little bit of a habit. Maybe she feels like, you know, her hands aren't as quick as they used to be. I honestly don't know. That would be a good question. Um, So
1: I have played with her, and she definitely does uh, stand off the line quite a bit. I will say there's quite a few females that I'm aware of that do this. Um, The pros to it are, number one, the ball is going to be slower. It's going to have more time to get to you, so you have more time to react to it. Um, the yeah. cons is going to be that also, so you're going to miss out on opportunities to take the ball and speed it up and take away time from your opponents.
0: You almost are. You're almost telling, like, basically saying that all I can do with this ball is reset. Yeah, because it's going to be really, very
1: hard to speed up balls and be effective with those balls when you're speeding them up when you're so far off the line. Yeah, but also not, on the flip, on the flip side, it's going to be harder for people to speed up you uh, because you're so far back. Yeah.
0: So Yana does it too. Yeah, Annalie, Annalie
1: does
0: it. Annalie, yeah. And so it does make it harder. It also makes it a lot harder for you to counter, right? Yes. Because now you're backed up and now you're essentially the ball's – I mean, it sounds stupid, but the ball's traveling further to get to your opponent. Yeah. So okay. you know. Somebody
1: said, would PPA ever consider bringing the tour to Europe?
0: I think so. I think that, that
1: would be awesome.
0: I think that as long as there is – um a demand for it for sure i would imagine like
1: instead of well i mean it would be them bringing it the tour but i i could see them partnering with a tournament that's already existing over there and then yeah. just kind of building it up and promoting right. I it. i mean
0: ATP went to england
1: yeah exactly something like that
0: yeah. yeah yeah australia would be cool all
1: right we've got to answer this question i, I don't know if you saw it but this is from neil medirata he said did you see an app tournament director tell a certain pro?" that everyone matters, but them, I have not seen this. Um, so I'm not actually certain on what he's referring to. Are you, uh, do you know what he's referring to?
0: No, I, so I've heard, I heard about this, but I didn't get details on it, but I okay. will definitely get details. And I freaking love potato chip, meal.
1: <laughs> okay, let's do like two or three more questions. As other pro sports, do you think pro pickleball should disclose what players make?
0: Um. Yeah, absolutely. You know Why what not?
1: pretty much all the players make.
0: Yeah, I think I know what – but I think that if it was disclosed, that yeah. I mean, you know, Otani gets his contract and literally within seconds of him signing that big deal, everyone's like 10 years, $400 million. they knew all the terms, they knew what was – how much money was deferred, everything. So yeah, I I think so. But I think that's part of having a union where players share those things so that they can have their own negotiations.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, Where, you know, obviously with this, I don't know if Ben Johns wants anybody to know what he makes at this point.
1: Okay. Two more questions. Somebody said with his performance in MLP this year, has Andre, and I'm assuming they're referring to Andre Dayescu made it in yeah. the top five in men's doubles?
0: No. He hasn't. Why? Well, because he's not doing it in PPA events either. When he plays in PPAs, he doesn't play in a lot of them, but he does play in some. He's not having great results. He's the APP king. He's found his niche. This was like when J-Dub and Dylan stayed in APP Right, they were just dominating everybody in APP for that year. Yeah, you know, Um, and then they were like the first vibe guys or whatever. But yeah, but like he's he's not doing it in PPA is consistently against the top players in the world. You know, MLP we do know is different. It's a it's a team event. It's a little bit different. He's doing well in that, and so I think that he's definitely creeped his way into the top ten maybe top 12, but I think there needs to be more consistency, you know, against the Riley's, even not, and I'm not even talking the Ben's and Collins and the J dubs and Dillons, but the Riley's, the Tyson's, the Thomas Wilson's, those guys. 100%.
1: All right. Um, Somebody said, do you think ALW and Ben will not win as many triple crowns next year?
0: I just don't know who, who, who beats them.
1: I don't see Ben winning as many Triple Crowns. I don't know who's beating Annalie. Yeah. no, Nobody's beating her in singles. Nobody at this moment. Nope. Yeah. Um, mixed doubles is going to be Maybe it's very Jeannie
0: Bouchard, Huh? Maybe it's Jeannie Bouchard.
1: That would be incredible. I'd love to see more competition on the women's side.
0: Yeah. Um, Dude, women's yeah. singles, like, it's – there's no other way to put it but women's singles sucks right now. Yeah. It's not deep. In fact, I think APP women's singles might be better than PPA other than the top 2 or 3 players. Yeah. You need more depth. Like they need some of these like some of these tennis players, they do need to come over and start playing because there needs to be depth.
1: Um Ben, I mean I think he's still going to be very dominant but just triple crowns The vast majority of people don't understand what it takes. I mean, I don't even understand what it takes. But but for people to triple crown, it's it's very impressive. His loss
0: is his loss is going to come in singles. It's not going to come in men's doubles, most likely. I think
1: men's or singles will come
0: in, but not mixed. Not mixed. Like I mean, he might might lose
1: once or twice in mixed, but not not many. You're talking
0: like ten percent chance in singles of him losing. Five percent. I would even go.
1: To fifteen or twenty. I mean, singles is tough. Singles is really yeah. tough. Okay, so miss you know, twenty, any, but
0: it's like five. Any given day,
1: best. on any given day, the number ten, number eight player, if they're playing yeah. well, they can they can have wins. I not, mean, like with
0: Hayworth, right? Like ex- yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah.
1: And then on double side, I mean, it's, it's it's tricky.
0: Yeah. If they get the championship Sunday, it's almost a lock. But if you can get them early. Which is what made the PPA Finals so interesting is because their first match of the day is a top-level team. Yeah. You know, so.
1: Okay, last question, then we'll end here. Um, Let's see. Also, we uh, forgot to do one of our sponsors, so we apologize for that. Uh, This one is brought to you. So this last question will be brought to you by Acacia Shoes. And their website is acaciashoes.com. Jimmy, I'm not here to hold up my shoes, but tell us about Acacia Shoes.
0: I actually, again, play pickleball in my Acacias today. They are durable. They are designed specifically for pickleball. They're lightweight. They look good. Um, Honestly, they're comfortable. Super comfortable shoes. So definitely check them out. Acaciasports.com.
1: Oh man. Did I say shoes? It's acaciasports.com. Yep. And it's code KOTC at checkout and you're going to save yourself a little bit of money. Also, I think they still have their holiday promotion still going on. Check it out. If they do incredible savings, if not, you're still getting a great product. So check it out. Use code KOTC at acaciasports.com. All right. For this last question, it says for Tyler, what are some of your strategies for managing pressure and expectations from yourself and others. Um, that's a great question. How, how do I, how should I manage expectations, Jimmy?
0: Well, I think for others, you don't have to worry. Don't worry about what other people think, right? You got to do your best, but for yourself. Yeah. You go like, it's the end of the year. Are you a goal setter? Like do you set goals? Yeah. Personal goals like professional goals, life goals. Exactly. Yeah.
1: All, all the above. I think one of the things is experience and practice. I mean, I talk about this all the time, but the more experience and the more practice you have, the more routine and the easier it's going to be, um, putting yourself in those situations. Um, there's so many people that they play incredible in practice and then they go out there in tournaments and they act, they play like, jimmy's level like a 30 or something like that whereas when they're normally like a 4045 um but yeah i mean if you practice more it's just going to feel a lot more natural um and then also goals if you can set realistic goals and look at those and really work to achieve those i think that helps quite a bit
0: yeah i i think that you just and the thing is is don't worry like i said don't worry about what other people think and manage your own expectations you know what you're trying to reach, what level you're trying to reach. You know what you need to do to reach that level. You've been doing this for almost 10 years now. Yeah. Right. And so you know what it takes. And, you know, if you don't reach that, you have nobody to blame but yourself. But by the way, just to be clear, I had multiple people, multiple (laughs) say – Dude, you're better at pickleball than I thought. Tyler talks about how bad you are. So well, that's because I'm you? saying you're
1: a 2-5. Two, two and so if they're expecting you to be a 2-5 and you show up a 3 oh or maybe a 3-5, then obviously no, that's better they than were like, they're
0: thinking. Tyler's talking about how bad you are and expecting uh, we're expecting you to be awful.
1: They haven't played with you. That's what I'm going to say. No, they, they did play with, with me.
0: With they did play with me. I was freaking slaying it. Yeah, okay, against
1: 3-5s. It doesn't count against lower-level players.
0: Listen, I – just want you to know that most people, the majority of people said that they were pleasantly surprised.
1: Because they have this mindset, this this picture that you're a two-five. So anything above a two-five, they they think, oh, that's impressive.
0: All right. All right. Anything else you want to add? Oh, bro, you're in Hawaii. Go enjoy Hawaii. Hawaii's great.
1: Hawaii it's is it's only
0: like it's only seven o'clock there.
1: Eight. Eight twenty-three.
0: Go, go get your loco moco, your what else? Where are you eating? Where are we eating tomorrow?
1: Uh, we went to the Monkey Pot today, which is actually okay. really good. Um, Yeah, it's Thank like it. a, they have incredible desserts, by the way. A strawberry no. shortcake. It's strawberry cheesecake or something like okay. that. Yeah. Amazing.
0: Send send all your Hawaii suggestions to more King of the Court. there might be his last day.
1: Thank you to our sponsors, our title sponsor, the Pickler, C&D Pickleball Nets, Crown Pickleball, and of course, Acacia Shoes. Um, Go support them. Go check them out. They have incredible products. Um, I will be back this week. And once we get back, we have some really fun and exciting content uh, to wrap up 2023. Um, Let us know if you guys have any suggestions or any ideas or anything else you'd like us to cover. But once again, thank you for following along. If you have made it this far, please do us a big favor and hit that like and subscribe button for more um,
0: content. Anything else, Jimmy? No, I think that's it. Thanks for tuning in. Hopefully hopefully we don't
1: uh, continue with these remote pause. I don't don't enjoy them as much, but I think this one will
0: turn out okay. I like
1: being able to sit close to you. Exactly. Somebody's got to keep you in check.
0: Yeah. All right.